0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 25, quarter of a century of The Point of Pittsburgh, the podcast, uh, which is approximately 24 more than I thought we were actually going to do. So I'm really proud of you, Steve. Thanks.
1: I'm proud of you, too. I'm sticking with this thing.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Me, yeah, I, I agree. It's probably more me than you. <laughs> um, so it's probably more me than you. That has stuck with it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I guess I just didn't, um, I didn't really know what we were going to talk about. I mean, those were some lean days, but we, I look back at some of those rundowns and we we actually like did some real stuff back then.
1: We, I mean, I always thought the website did better at the beginning of the off season. Like we always had some great topics to talk about and then we'd hit about middle of January and everybody'd be like, all right, I got nothing, you know, it just our not the analytic style of the site. And I think yeah. just the way you and I approach baseball fandom in general, I think it lends itself very, very, very nicely to early off season material. But again, even we have our limitations. <laughs> That's right.
0: Um, well, as we got a ton of stuff to talk about because it's uh, always exciting being a Pirates fan when they're mildly competent, and um, these past three days aside, you still have a very successful baseball team, so let's kind of get right into it, Steve. I believe it's my turn on the couch, so uh, for my safe space, it's probably a variation of what I've been talking about in the past, um, so if I repeat myself... I. Quite frankly, don't care, but it's roller coaster fans. Um, there's some fans that, you know, are more casual than than others, and some fans that have maybe been away from the team for a while, and maybe there's some just brand new fans. And they don't realize that uh, if you lose a game, that's actually okay. And for the most of the best teams every year, they lose about 60 of them. Um, so just because the Pirates lose a game, even if it's one that they probably should have won, or if they were kind of favored in, uh, that's going to happen. And when the Pirates left D.C., they were 20-8, and eight, and that was very rarefied error. They proceeded to lose four in a row, which we'll be getting into here in a few minutes. Uh, that's the regression monster coming out and biting them on the rear end. And that's going to happen... But let's all pause and reflect and realize that they are still 20 and 12 in a season where a lot of people, maybe one or two people on this podcast as well, might have thought they'd be 12 and 20 at this point. So everybody just relax, take a deep breath. Uh, This season does not end until roughly the first week of October. We are just at the very outset of the season still.
1: When I saw this on the rundown... I thought you were going to talk about roller coaster enthusiasts and how you dislike oh, them. Like actual the, fans of roller coasters, uh, the rides.
0: I've I've actually been at Kennywood on Roller Coaster Enthusiast Day, um just with my family just happened to be there. And let me tell you, that is a weird subset of people. I believe I it. mean we we were in line behind some guy on want to say it was the racer. And he's like, uh, like, yeah, you, you like this one. He's like, Oh, that's my favorite one in the park. He's like, one day I wrote it like 48 times. That's insane. That's insane. Yeah, it, it was, it might not have been that exact number, but it was something like jaw dropping, jaw droppingly amazing, you know? Yeah. And they are, um, they're strange people, Kevin, but I hear you. <laughs> all right. So, uh, there was a very wise writer named Chuck Dickens one time, and he had a book. Started off, it was the best of times, it was the worst of times. And that is right now what we're living through in this pirate season. So, Steve, you're always a little bit more positive of a person than me. Uh, you want to talk about the high point of the season so far the Nationals' doubleheader last Saturday?
1: Yeah, I I really do think that that was the, uh, the 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 high point of the season. I mean, the the Nationals came in there playing decent ball at that point in time. You know, they were they, they were, you know, hitting the ball. You know, I think they I can't remember they had, they had won a decent they were on a decent stretch of winning. Uh, you know, prior to that point, you know, I mean, they're not a good baseball team, but I, I think they were performing about as well as they were going to perform in the. Pirates came in there and just smacked them to the tune of, you know, so six two in the first game. What was it? What was the score of the second game? I'm I'm totally blanking right now. It was what? Nine, you know. No, I believe it was sixteen to one. Sixteen to one. Yeah. So I I mean, so the Pirates outscored them on the day on their home turf, um, twenty-two to to three. Uh, you know, the Nationals did what The Pirates oftentimes do, which last year, which was put a a position player into pitch and, you know, laugh at them while they yield a home run and all that good stuff. But, um, yeah, I I mean, it's hard to say that it got much better. I mean, this has been a fun, exciting season so far, but you really did feel like the Pirates were on top of the world that day. Um, Just everything was going right for them. Um, everything, you know, I mean, there were, you know, hits were dropping in there. You know, they, uh, the pitching was, you know, stellar. Um, just everything was working. I mean, the long ball was working. I, just, you know, really, really solid baseball across the board. I mean, I, I don't think that they played a better two-game stretch than those two games. I mean, would you agree with that?
0: I mean, it's up there. They, they curb-stomped the Rockies pretty Yeah, that's good. true, I guess. I, I You know, but... But I think just because of the nature of a doubleheader, you know, pretty much every team thinks, all right, we can, we're going to split this. You know, they're going to be tired. We'll get them in one game and then, you know, all that. I mean, when you sweep a doubleheader, you're really taking a a real crap on that team and and their fans, especially when you're on the road. I mean, whew, that's a rough day in Mudtown for uh, the Nationals faithful
1: in fairness i think it was mostly pirates faithful there that day but um <laughs> yeah. you know, especially game 1 but yeah i mean they they just they just beat them up and yeah like you said it's it's tough to sweep a double header uh, i mean and so to win game 1 and then absolutely go- dominate game 2 it was a good feeling you know um yep. i didn't think anything was going to stop the pirates and then four game losing streak
0: yeah so I guess this is where I'll take over since I'm a little bit more of the black cloud on the on the pod here. Um, they, they lost on Sunday to the Nationals and, you know, okay, that's fine. Uh, you can't sweep them all. So then they were going into uh, what a lot of people were maybe tongue-in-cheek, maybe not, calling a possible World Series preview uh, with the Rays. And I was looking at the pitching matchups and... I mentioned this in a tweet. I like the Pirates. I have, a, I have a lot of confidence in the Pirates in every game this year. Still do. Mm-hmm. Um, their, pitch, their pitching is such that you're like, okay, we're we're going to give them a game no matter who's on the who's on the bump. But I looked at them and I thought, all right, they got to win that Tuesday game. We had Ronzi, and the Rays had a, a mixed bag of. Javi Guerrero and John Fleming, who I think is like one of those randomly generated names when you play uh, like online baseball,
1: you know? Yeah, that's exactly who he is.
0: Yeah, so they were were either, you know, bullpenning it or spot starting it. And I was like, okay, we we got this one. And then they lost it. And I'm like, oh boy, here we go. Because I just did not like the Pirates' chances on the road against an extremely good Rays team with Shane McClanahan, who's probably, if he's not the Cy Young frontrunner at this point, he's definitely in the top three. Um, and unfortunately, the the Pirates, like I said, the regression monster came out and bit them. Uh, they got umped yep. especially in the last two games, and they just had a lot of mental errors. I mean, it was just a bad series. A uh, lot of strikeouts lot of errors uh three on wednesday i believe correct, yeah and just in general the rays mowed them down I, I believe correct me if i'm wrong it was 34 total strikeouts correct, by yes. the pirates by the pirates hitters i should correct, say yeah by the pirates hitters.
1: Um, um i mean don't get me wrong yeah. the, the the pirates pitchers i mean the pitching staff you know mm-hmm. pitch they you know there was a fair amount of strikeouts the other way i mean, like. Uh, yeah yesterday common, common holder, was, i mean and by and by yesterday i mean wednesday um i mean strikeouts yep. were fairly even i want to say the first two games of the series strikeouts and walks were pretty fairly even or were fairly well even both both teams i mean the the, the Rays had a decided advantage today um in terms of uh, of they walked hardly any or hardly any pirates walked, and you know very few Ray, or rays struck out but um yeah. But yeah, I mean, like, you know, it's just it's tough to win a series when you've when you strike out 34 times, you know, especially when you're not the one hitting solo shots left and right.
0: Yeah, yeah, it was uh, it was disheartening, but they are coming home, uh, which is good news. Bad news: they're playing the Toronto Blue Jays, who are also uh, an excellent team. Also have some great hitters. Um. I haven't looked ahead. I don't know if you have. I'm not sure if the Pirates are going to catch Kevin Gaussman. He's not a pitcher. I'm really excited about them facing right now because he's eating everyone's lunch. Um, but if they face him, they face him, and that's how it
1: is. Right. I want. I don't. I don't think I did look about a week ago, and I don't think he was on the list. I mean, I think it's worth it's it's worth looking into at this point. But I, I do, you know, back to the Razo for a second. I, I do, I would make the argument that they got a little bit lucky in this series. Like, I, I don't think they saw the best of the Pirates. Again, I, I think the only day that they really, really significantly outperformed them was today. I mean, and by today, I mean yesterday from when this is going to be released. And ironically, that was the closest game, you know, as far as the scoreline goes. So... Yeah, I don't know. I mean, when you when when you end up, you know, getting four unearned runs in a game, you know, I I mean, that feels pretty lucky when you have a when when you could balk in a run and it would change the complexion of a game, um, you know, like they did in game one. I I mean, that's pretty lucky as well, too. So, I mean, I I don't want to sound like a a sour grapes guy, but I, I do think that this you know it sure the rays took it 03 but i didn't think the rays were that incredibly much better than the pirates yeah yeah i mean there were definitely some
0: turning points uh really frustrating on the the non bach call uh you know hedges was livid. did not have a very good series he was justifiably livid and, um, you know, that was a key point because it, it was a very close game at that point And it could have yeah. swung either way and then just sort of went downhill from there. Uh, no Gossman. So, yeah, that's.
1: Oh, oh, that's good news. OK. No Gossman. Uh, yeah. it's, it's Bassett, Berrios and uh, Kikuchi. So I, I don't think the Pirates could have asked for. I, you know I, that's that's pretty uh, that that feels pretty good. Yeah. I mean, the, the Rays are a good team with a good rotation, but to miss Gossman, uh, Bassett, I don't believe has been pitching particularly well. Neither has I, I think Kikuchi's advanced numbers are garbage, but his like actual <laughs> results last time I looked were not bad. I don't know. I, I haven't looked again in a little while. He's up to a four hundred two ERA. So I mean, maybe he's starting to come down to earth a little bit too, but um yeah yeah yeah. so i i mean yeah you're you're 100 correct missing gossman feels and manoa too alec manoa so so really we missed missed their top two so they you know both of those guys have been pitching real real well bassett's at 518 for an era right now barrios is at 529 so yeah i mean this is yeah. So this is an this is an opportunity for some medicine for the pirates if the bats can reawaken and the pitchers can sort of get back to what they were doing.
0: Yeah, I, I and they're coming back home. They're going to want to arrest this uh, slide a little bit. So uh, I, I'm continuing to be just oddly calm about this mm-hmm. team and just kind of letting it letting it come because I really just I, this team doesn't worry me, which is absolutely bizarre for me to say uh just have a lot of confidence in this team right now no
1: i i, I agree with you on that I, and again i again i didn't think that you know the, there was some some bad luck against them some bad calls against them I, again i don't think this series was you know uh, you know that far i don't think the teams were separated by that massive of a gulf and i i think when you play the the clear best team in the league and and they're not that much better than you, I mean, that that bodes pretty well for a 162-game season, especially one where you don't actually have to face them ever again, at least until October.
0: Yeah. Hey, uh, I was looking at Kikuchi for the Blue Jays. Uh, Here's a fun little stat. His left-on-base percentage right now is a... Quite
1: unsustainable 90.2%. Yeah. See, that's what I mean. Uh, that's exactly what I was talking about. Like, his, I, I, like, last time I looked at his XFIP, I think it was in the sevens. Like, so, I, I mean, don't get me wrong, he's going against Ronzi, and Ronzi was kind of the regression candidate in terms of, you know, his ERA versus uh, his XFIP. But, um, you know, he obviously is, the, the, those two numbers, you know, got a little closer together last time. So, um, but should be a fun game. Should be a fun matchup. I mean, like you know, both are both players are probably due for a little bit of uh, you know scoring against them. You know, when it comes to to runners. I mean, Ronzi's been getting lucky in the the, the fly ball home run, um, but you know <laughs> that's insane. I, I think his BABIP was like last time I looked though too. I think his BABIP was ridiculously low also. So. Um. Uh- yeah, I mean he's actually right on track with that. Okay. He's three hundred one. Maybe that's where he le- maybe um, he leveled out a little bit on that, but or maybe I'm yeah. just misremembering. But yeah, he's um, he's he's still due. <laughs> what, yeah. I'm assuming yeah. you have fan graphs up. What is his xFIP right now?
0: His xFIP is five twenty. Wait, hang on here. Is that is his xFIP is. His xFIP is 401. Really, his his xERA is
1: 522. Huh, intriguing. Yeah. All yeah. right. Well, maybe I'm just usually when usually He's... when that strand rate gets high, the xFIP gets absurdly high, though. Too. Yes. Like I I agree I'm very you. very surprised yeah. by that. He must be. Is he getting hammered? Like as far as home runs, the fly ball. Then. Let me see. That's a good question. I didn't look at that part. That that mm-hmm. can be the great equalizer, but. Ooh, yeah. Oh, is he? He's given up. Yeah, he's given up. Uh,
0: Twenty one point six.
1: Wow. Okay. that is crazy. Okay. So he's. I guess in yeah. some ways he's getting very, very lucky. In some ways he's not. Let's hope the keeps giving up the long ball, but regresses in terms of his strand. And the Pirates put up eight runs on him. So. S-
0: so we got to talk about a little bit of bad news coming out of, mm. obviously today's sweep. Uh, and that is one Vince Velasquez departed after three innings with elbow pain in his mm-hmm. throwing elbow. Uh, so let me kind of, you know, take this from a whole bunch of angles. First, um, I was not a Vince Velasquez fan at, at originally. Then I ate Crow and did a mea culpa on him a couple episodes back. Uh, and I definitely don't want to see someone's season be hampered by. An injury, especially if it may portend Tommy John, so let me just kind of get all that out there all at once. The interesting part, though, is that going tonight is Luis Ortiz for Indianapolis, so whether it was by chance or by design, uh, he's been lined up with Velasquez, and uh, he is most likely going to get the call-up, if I had to guess, and we might see Ortiz kind of slide in um, to the position that you and I probably thought was the most vulnerable of all five of the pitchers, and that would be the the one that would bring Ortiz up eventually. Uh, didn't really want to see him come up at the expense of someone's health, but we might be looking at Ortiz' time.
1: Yeah, I think we're getting really close. And, and, and usually when the pain is directly in the elbow, that, that doesn't usually portend very well for you know, a fast return, you know what I'm saying? So, um, yeah, I I mean, I think that, I I think it is probably Ortiz time. I think he's probably, I I, I haven't looked at the numbers, but I think he is probably just past the point where the Pirates will pick up, uh, where he can't accrue another year of control. So, I mean, he's, if he comes up and stays up, I mean, he's definitely going to be a Super 2 guy, but um, I I do think it's, it's, at this point, he's, he's, you know, the Pirates have picked up an extra year of control. Like last year is basically not going to count at this point. So, yeah. um, you know, I mean, it's, you know, I, I'm all for it. Um, you know, the only way that I think he would crew a full year would be if he, uh, um, uh, would be if he, you know, gets in the running for the uh, rookie of the year. And if he does that, I'm great with that because it's a pick and, uh, and he was also good enough to be the rookie of the year. So, um, by those yes. powers combined, um, that's great. And he's still if he is the guy and he stays up and is great, he's got plenty of time to establish himself in that race. So, um yeah, I, I mean it's um it's gonna be uh it, it, it's it's gonna be interesting. I, I feel bad for Velasque or for Vince Velasquez. I, he he really was pitching the best he's pitched in years. So, I mean, let's hope it actually is nothing. But I do I mean, he's if I, if I as I was looking for um, the the Blue Jay starters, ESPN has already pulled him out of the probables for next week. So, I mean, it, it feels like this is already heading down that path. And I, I suspect it'll probably go on the DL right away and the Pirates will probably bring up some kind of a bullpen arm you know, just in, exactly. the, in the meantime, and then when it's actually time for the start, then they'll bring Ortiz up. Like, he'll spend—they'll yep. they'll push back his service time as long as they can, and then, mm-hmm. and then he'll be up that day, you know, so. Yeah,
0: which is, is smart. That's yeah, correct. N- there's no need for him to sit up here and
1: eat sunflower seeds. No, and, no. You know. Yeah, it's yeah. not like— so he's that,
0: no, that's, a, that's a smart move.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it's not like he hasn't met these guys before, you know. Well, then again, right. he was up here last year in the fall and there's like hardly anybody. But no, I'm just kidding. So. Um, <laughs> so. All right. So. So, yeah, I mean, so I think that um, the Pirates, by the way, were not the only ones that had a bad that had a bad midweek. You know, I mean, I think <laughs> yeah. everybody in the NL Central at this point is on at least a four game losing streak except the Reds. Um, So, I mean, as we're kind of starting to put a wrap on this episode, uh, I think that kind of begs the question, does the NL Central suck? (laughs) Well, uh, let me start off with
0: one team. Uh, It's hard to see them because they're so, so, so far back in the Pirates that you need a telescope. And that's the St. Louis Cardinals. And got to say, couldn't happen to a better team uh, or a worse fan base. Um, they are terrible. They certainly don't look like they're going to get better. Yeah. Uh, when the Pir- when the Pirates played them earlier in the year, I was kind of taken aback by how bad the rotation was. Um, and it just seems like they're just they just don't have it this year.
1: Yeah, I, I mean, and, I I don't think that's unfair. I mean, I think um, you know part of it is um, is is Arenado is not hitting well at all like i mean he's basically um uh, you know he's he's actually i think hitting worse than key brian hayes so it's like they're both basically trying to be like glove first third baseman's uh, glove th- first third baseman but um you know Arenado's uh, I, I mean he's got a great glove but man his bats really what you know has has carried him to his value um to this point you know i i mean that elite value that you get from him but he's just not hitting and i mean that's you know with a guy that's consistently throughout his career been a great hitter you know you you know he ends up being a really bad spot in the lineup and you don't want to take that guy out of that spot you know <laughs> so he he sort of doubles down on hurting the team in the sense that he's right in the middle of the order you know, um, he's given Goldschmidt less protection. You know, I, I mean, like it's just not. You know, it, it just it just it doubles it, it doubles the pain of him struggling. But like literally, all of his values come from defense this year. But um, yeah, I mean, the rotation. You know, Jordan Montgomery's been really, really, really good. They, you know, I'm looking at fan graphs right now. Montgomery is a 1.2 WAR which I believe would put him higher than anybody on the pirate staff I, I think uh, the only one war player with the Pirates is is uh Mitch Keller at this point um mm-hmm. that's correct the next closest to him is in 10 relief appearances Ryan Helsley at point three so Yikes. um yeah so I mean he's uh with with a whopping three saves he is their closer. Um, or the closest thing that they have to it, you know, and the the Pirates, obviously their second highest is also their closer, but it's David Bednar and he's a 0.9 war. So, I I mean, um, you know, looking at it, I I mean, Mikolos is uh, not been, you know, good in terms of production. His advanced numbers are a little bit better. You know, he's been getting a little unlucky, but I mean, looking at the rest of their rotation, I mean, it's, yeah, it's, it's it's pretty dire, you know. I, yeah. I mean, um, pretty dire. Uh, they've got uh, two guys in the rotation that are basically replacement level, and then Jake Woodford has been negative point four WAR. So yeah, it's it's just not a great not a great look for them this year.
0: Yeah, you know, we've we've already had some fun at the Reds' expense. Yep. Uh, they're they're they are what they are at this point. Um, the Cubs are scuffling, Yeah. and uh, the Brewers have come back to earth as well, uh, yeah. getting beat getting beat up on by the Rockies. Sure. Which yeah, yeah, that's really oof. rough. Um, it's one thing to get s- swept by the Rays, but to get tuned up by the Rockies yeah. is a whole other kettle of fish. So
1: yeah, I mean, oh yeah, no it's a good question. time
0: for the Pirates to uh, be terrible. So do you want to yeah, uh, buzz through a
1: couple stars real quick? You want to buzz through Say three again? stars real quick? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's do it. Let's do it. So it, it's going to be a weird week. It's going to be a weird week. Mm-hmm. So um, because there hasn't been a lot to be excited about, and 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 honestly, it's it's there hasn't been a lot at the top of uh, at the top of the old mind, you know. Um, <laughs> so all the good stuff happened earlier. So um, yeah, but uh, so why why don't you lead it off
0: with? with you, your number 3. So my number 3 so I'm dipping in do the me? minor
1: leagues this week um to okay. a probably a guy that's not really uh much of a prospect but it's uh, Josh Palacios. He's been um absolutely tearing it up since his promotion from uh from Altoona to Indianapolis. So um uh, you know just just really really doing quite well. And I mean it was probably like an organizational promotion like it was pro- it wasn't like a he merited a promotion to uh to triple a i think they just needed somebody to fill a hole and he's gone up and he's played great so good kudos to him Mm -hmm. so my number three
0: uh i'm gonna tip my cap once again to colin holderman um today he pitched the first immaculate inning of the year uh nine pitches three strikeouts thank you very much go grab some gatorade
1: okay Yeah, yeah, no. So my um, my number two uh, start looked bad as far as runs allowed yesterday. But um, I'm giving it to Mitch Keller. Uh, You know, he was uh, he didn't deserve the results he got. He was actually awesome yesterday. He was facing another team's ace uh, again, probably a Cy Young candidate. And in all fairness, what he did was go toe to toe with him. So, I, I, I mean, again, it's it's a shame that, you know, the middle infield struggled and. You know, a uh, couple of balls got booted, but I mean, I, I think overall he did his job without question. Yep. Good choice.
0: Uh, so my number two is Miguel Andujar. Uh What's up with Miguel Andahar? He came up, started ripping the cover off the ball. Past seven days, he's uh, got a triple slash of 333, 429. 833 slugging percentage that equates out to a very tidy 227 weighted runs created above average.
1: Yeah. I, he's actually my number one. So for all of those reasons, yeah. I, I mean, he was the star of the day when the team was really cruising. So, I, I mean, you know, that was, it felt like that doubleheader was Miguel and our day. And I, I mean, again, that was to me, the high point of the season so far. So I've got to give him credit. He was the high point of the high point. So I got to give him credit and he's therefore my star of the week. And my number one
0: face of the franchise, uh, at least contractually, and that's Brian Reynolds. He had a sick week. Here's his triple slash. Uh, Batting average of 476. So essentially once out of every two at-bats, he's getting a hit. Uh, 538 on-base percentage and a 762 slugging percentage. He decided to go full Barry Bonds, circa 2003. Uh, his weight run created is 239, and he accrued uh, a point six WAR in just the past six games. So hard to beat that.
1: Yeah, no, I can definitely, uh, I can definitely feel you on that. I mean. You know, it's uh, he has had a great week. In all seriousness, um, so he's uh, he's looking real, real good. Um, you know, and, and it's nice to see him back. I guess maybe just the fact that you know the Pirates have been losing um, during some of his best work, uh, <laughs> it's just kind of clouded <laughs> that a little bit for me. Um, I, I guess yeah. I'm I'm looking for more of the the glitz and 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 and, and you know wow factor you know you got to punch you had to punch me in the face with performances this week i guess so who's your who's your number one no i said so Uh, that's he punched me in the face on on saturday yes so yes yeah
0: that that's a good choice So. so uh well again i think this is where we leave you the loyal listener um thank you very much for continuing to Support the pod and uh we appreciate everyone that listens. So uh I'm Kevin Craig. Steve
1: Dimaselli. Thank you.